to another edition of Talk More Talk, a solo Beatles video cast. This is a show where myself and my three co-hosts talk all things solo Beatles, and from time to time we'll dig into the Beatles, especially during all these wonderful uh, anniversary reissue packages we've been getting. But tonight on the show, we are going to be discussing the Ringo special from 1978 and his alter ego, Agner Rants. But I am not going to attempt to uh, say all my co-host names backwards, so I'm just going to do it the right way. So let me introduce myself and my three co-hosts. I am Tom Hunyadi, and you may know me from my other show, Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast. And I am joined by, first of all, the queen of all Beatles media. She is Kid O'Toole. She is the author of... Michael Jackson, FAQ, all that's left to know about the King of Pop, and the wonderful book, uh, Songs We Are Singing, Guided Tours Through the Lesser Known Beatles Tracks. Kids, how you doing? Well, Mach, I'm doing really well. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. I'm, Thank you once yep, again. Yep, I'm, I'm tick for tonight. And, uh... Yes, yes. <laughs> I was going. I was going to try. I was going to practice, but you know, I had other things to do. I couldn't. Uh, and, uh, and, yeah, and, uh, and the huge. So yes. uh, that's that's best I can yes. do. Everybody. Very good. Very good. Right uh, anyways, next up we have the DJ who's had a long, successful, wonderful Beatles show called Every Little Thing, and he does play Every Little Thing. This is, uh, uh, he's been at this now for th over 37 years now, I believe, and 38. he's got 38 years, and he's got a milestone coming up, which we'll be probably talking about in our next episode. And uh, he also has another wonderful just great uh, podcast called Things We Said Today with Alan Cozen and, um, oh, you know, what's this guy, the guy's name? Darren DeVivo. <laughs> Darren DeVivo. <laughs> and, you know, drawing a blank, and he was just a, a past guest on my show. So, but anyways, yes, Darren DeVivo, Darren DeVivo and uh, Alan Cozen with Ken Michaels. Ken, how you doing today? What's going on? I'm good, Tom. How are you? All excited uh, to talk about Ringo. I love yeah, all the Ringo shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
absolutely absolutely um you know go. and then and then next up uh but definitely not least we have me mr mayo as we call him here joe mayo he has a wonderful uh youtube channel where he talks about all of his uh beals collections solo beals collections all his latest uh record finds cd finds a lot of um promotional stuff which he gets from time to time and now he's also adding to his new channel called mayo movies or mayo's movies i should say where he's out now yeah. yeah now he's adding um uh, videos about uh, a lot of uh, videos and movies that he's been watching lately and recently he's been doing a lot on uh elvis is isn't that correct there joe yes indeed yes, yes, indeed. yes, indeed. yes indeed well so joe welcome to the show and how are you doing uh thank you very much doing well tom hello ken hello kit hey joe Good to be here hey, joe Great. I wasn't going to try to say Hunyadi backwards somehow. <laughs> well, no, I'm not I wasn't going to either. not going to attempt that. <laughs> yeah, Don't I thought about that for about two seconds. Yeah, <laughs> but no, Oops. yeah, absolutely not. So, That's like frozen. I said, uh, we're, today we're going to be discussing the Ringo special from 1978. But first, we've got all the latest and greatest news from Ken Michaels. So, Ken, once again, take it away. Thank you, Tom. Well, first of all, big news about a song we've heard about but never heard before. Right. And that is a song called Angel in Disguise. It's a song that Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr wrote together that was done for the sessions for Time Takes Time, but it didn't make the final cut. Now, you'd certainly have to question why, uh, but the song is being sold on a cassette copy for the upcoming Omega Auctions online sale, which is on May the 19th. Tony Prince, former Radio Luxembourg DJ, currently heard on the United DJ's radio station, is selling the cassette, which is expected to fetch around 20,000 pounds. According to Tony, he was asked to find artists to cover the song in the 1990s after Ringo rejected it. Hmm. The cassette actually has two versions of the song. There's a rough demo with Paul on lead vocals, and a fuller mixed version with musicians and backing vocals and Ringo singing lead. Uh, another Ringo song called Everyone Wins, which we all know, is also included on the cassette, and 25% of the proceeds will go to the NHS charities together at COVID-19 Urgent Appeal. Tony is actually my boss at United <laughs> DJs. If you remember a few months ago when they auctioned off the Love Me Do promo copy, it was supposed to be the first time that a radio station in the world played Love Me Do or a Beatles record and it was signed by Paul. That was auctioned off and that was Tony that had that copy all these mm. years. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So <clears throat> same guy. And um, he said this, the uh, song was sent to his production company to see if they could do a remix. Tony says he's hoping the publicity around the song will inspire Paul to finally finish the production because the title Angel in Disguise is just perfect to recognize the bravery of the nurses who are risking their lives for us. Mm. Okay. Okay. So again, that's on May the 19th when that will be auctioned off. I certainly hope we get to hear this. You yeah. never know because... Yeah, uh, sure. Remember about a year ago, they were auctioning off, and it was, I think, the second time there was a demo for what goes on, mm -hmm. and they only, oh, yes. they only leaked out something like 20 seconds of it. We still haven't heard the yeah. whole thing. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm intrigued for sure. You know, it's it's cool that the the unfinished uh, demo from Paul is on there as well as uh, Ringo's contri contribution to uh, the song. Uh, right. So, you know, that's just an added bonus right there. So, you know, I that'd be cool if, uh, you know, if it sells. 
it'll be great. And then we have one day awesome. Oh, I'd love to hear it. And that's the thing. A lot of times when they have these sales, you hear about it and then it's just locked away after that. You know, whoever buys it just locks it away. So hope we'll actually get to hear it. You never know (laughs) when it could leak out. But, you know, I was Mm -hmm. just reminded of when Flaming Pie came out and Paul did that interview with John Fugel saying that town hall uh, Mm -hmm. meeting in in London. And John Fugelsang brought up the song to Paul. Oh. And he said, no, what, what, you know, what about Angel in Disguise? And Paul was like, you're not supposed to know that. I like I like the way John Fugelsang always comes comes up with a lot of like, you know, fan things like, you know, mentor, mentioning like a, a toot and a snore, uh, that kind yeah. of bootleg. I remember talking about when he, Paul said he got together with, with John, you know, in 74 and he says, I don't know if anybody's heard it or something. And yeah. uh, John and the guy says, oh, there is a bootleg out of it. You know, <laughs> <There is bootleg. laughs> he, he knows his stuff. Oh, John, yeah. he's a big Beatle fan. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Anyway, last week on Saturday, the Beatles' YouTube channel ran the film Yellow Submarine, a sing-along version, and it generated an estimated 70,000 viewers. Ringo teased fans online a few days ahead by saying something big was coming at 12 noon, but gave it away a few days beforehand. Still, it was fun to watch, and uh, a fellow DJ podcaster, Sam Wiles, Mm -hmm. became a huge fan. When CNN did a report on this broadcast and showed a picture of Sam in front of his large TV screen holding up a yellow submarine album in one hand and a yellow submarine figurine in the other. And Sam hosts the Paul McCartney podcast, Paul or Nothing. Okay, so instant karma. Sam, you are a star. Congratulations. It's nice nice when that happens to one of us, you know? Absolutely. So cool. Nice. Uh, one of the many virtual uh, concerts to raise money for frontline workers for COVID-19 took place on April uh, 26th called All Together Now LA and many Beatles-related people performed at the show. Here's just a few of them. Peter Asher performed The World Without Love. Uh, Steve Lukather just had a message. He just spoke. He didn't perform at all. Denny Lane. I was so thrilled when I heard this. Denny Lane on acoustic guitar performed Weep for Love. Hmm. Weep for Love is a song from the Back to the Egg sessions that didn't make the album, and it turned up on Japanese Tears, Denny's album, the next year. Right. But it was a Wings recording. Hmm. So of all the songs to pick, he picked that one, which is great. You know, uh, Chris Montez and Tommy Rowe were there. You think of them because they toured with the Beatles in the UK together on the same packaged uh, tour. Um, and Don Cromwell, the DJ, was one of the MCs. And before he uh, presented Denny Lane, he said the best concert he ever saw was the Wings Over America tour. All right, Don. Um, and Lawrence Juber performed MacArthur Park. What a cool <laughs> song to do. Interesting. Not an easy song, considering how complicated that song is. And, he didn't uh, sing it, did he? No. <laughs> to do that and play guitar at the same time. That would be uh, something miraculous. Um, Mm -hmm. Alan Parsons with David Pack. Uh, David Pack, you know, from Ambrosia. But as Darren DeVivo pointed out to me, he also Mm -hmm. was a lead singer with the Alan Parsons Project for some of their songs. Mm -hmm. Together, they did Tell Me What You See. Mm. And they harmonized great on it. Some of these performances, yeah, some of these are actually on YouTube right now. Okay. Ringo uh, drums on a brand new song from Ray Wiley Hubbard. And it's called Bad Trick. 
Also on the song are Don Was, Joe Walsh, and Chris Robinson. A new video was made of the band playing it together at Ringo Studio with lots of cool Beatles stuff on the walls. And you can watch this on YouTube as well. And uh, Ringo has worked with Ray Wiley Hubbard before because they covered Ringo's song Coochie Coochie a ah. number of uh, years ago. Now, thanks to our own Tom here, <laughs> uh, this is the first of two big video releases coming uh, on Ringo's birthday, July 7th, on DVD and Blu-ray, is the 1973 film That'll Be the Day, starring David Essex and Ringo, set in Britain in 1958. It's supposed to be based on the early life of John Lennon. Essex stars as Jim McLean, a young man bored with school who takes a series of jobs at an amusement park, and Ringo plays his friend Mike, who introduces Jim to a world of cheap sex and petty crime. <laughs> cool. That Ringo. That Ringo. It's just like what he did in the, in the Ringo special we're about to talk yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> they're they're, nice. they're like complete, nice. completely the same stories. Yes. Um, <laughs> so when Jim's job comes to an end, Jim has to decide whether to pursue a life of social responsibility or to devote his life to the new emerging rock and roll scene. And it includes an audio commentary by entertainment journalist and author Brian Reisman and trailers for the film, plus a soundtrack of a lot of classic 50s rock and roll. Again, that's coming out July the 7th. All right. And nice. this is really exciting as well. Yes. Because we've been waiting to hear about this. We've talked about this on this show. Coming yep. July 28th on Blu-ray, RLJ, the documentary, An Accidental Studio is coming out. This is the one uh, that was shown on British television on the history of George's handmade films. Charting their many successes with interviews from George, Monty Python members, Eric Idle, Michael Palin, Terry Gilliam, plus Bob Hoskins, Michael Caine, Helen Mirren, Ray Cooper, and Richard E. Grant. And if you need more information, you can go to blueray.com. That's blue-ray.com. So both of those videos coming out in July. And actually, from uh, watching uh, this wonderful podcast called Two Legs, I also found out about a new Blu-ray and DVD coming out for The Family Way. See where uh, I yeah. get my news? Yeah. I, I go to Thank the web sources. <laughs> um, and that's actually supposed to be out today. But it's not yeah. out in the U.S. It's oh. uh, in the U.K. It's only going to be in the U.K., Tom? Yeah, from my understanding, it's only a U.K. release. If you have a uh, region-free Blu-ray player here in the States, you can get it and, and, and still watch it. But, uh, but unfortunately, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a U.K. release. Hmm. Okay. Hopefully they'll, they'll uh, release yep. it here. Also, Record Store Day has been moved again. Ah. to three dates, August 29th, September 26th, and October the 24th. And lastly, this past Saturday marked the 70th birthday for Mary Hawkin. So mm -hmm. send out happy birthday wishes to her. Lots of great recordings we've had from her. Wonderful voice. Of course, those were the days. Those were the days, yeah. You know, and the postcard album produced by Paul and the song Goodbye, which Paul wrote. Lots of other great recordings, too. Yep, that's the news. Wow, that's are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't mind, I would like to talk about. A, if you don't mind, I would talk like a, a talk 
briefly about a release, a new release, and that is uh, the new book, uh, Paul McCartney, After the Beatles. This is by our volume two, and this is by Adrian Allen. And um, if you enjoy it, if you have the first book and if you enjoyed it, you'll, you'll enjoy the second volume as well. It's got a... Uh, very cool interview from an ex-member of Wings. I won't say who it was just yet, but um, um, check it out. Uh, go to uh, paulmccartneyafterthebeatles.com, and you can uh, learn how to uh, get a copy of that, and that is out now. So, Ringo special. So before we get to that, I'm just going to give a brief uh, synopsis of, of what happened and, and what that is. Um, the special originally aired on April 26, 1978, was produced to help promote his latest album, Bad Boy. The story was loosely based on The Prince and the Popper, with uh, Ringo playing both characters himself and a look-alike look named Ogner Ratz. The show uh, aired on NBC. Uh, the show was written by Neil Israel uh, and Pat Prophet, uh, directed by Jeff Margolis, and starring Ringo, Art Carney, Angie Dickinson, Mike Douglas, Carrie Fisher, Vincent Price, John Ritter, and a cameo from the one and only George Harrison. So, that being said, um, we're going to have to uh, start with our elder statesman here on the show. <laughs> He's so diplomatic, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tom. And... Uh, <laughs> Ken, I'll, I'll start with you. Um, how do you remember hearing about this TV special? Well, back in those days, I got a lot of my news from Beatle fanzines like Beatle Fan. Okay. And um, that's basically, you know, pre-internet days, the yeah. only way to find out things was from Beatle fanzines and Beatles Monthly and Good Day Sunshine and all the fanzines that were out there. But usually, you know, if you were a fan and you followed the solo careers, you kind of knew you, you heard about a new album coming out. And also in those days, in most cases, you'd have a new album out every year. So you kind of expected mm -hmm. it. So mm -hmm. um, I just remember uh, being promoted on the Mike Douglas show. Okay. And Mike is in the special anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. But... Um, those were the ways that I found out. And then there'd be a few newspaper articles, local newspapers, okay. saying big TV special coming with Ringo. So you'd hear in advance a little bit, not a big splash about it, but you right. knew about it anyway. Gotcha. Ahead of time. Uh, gotcha. Joe, how did you uh, find out about the show or did you just uh, no, no, turn well, on the TV the and there it was? <laughs> no, no. I knew about it in advance. Back in, uh, in 78, I mean, I was just turned 16 and I was uh, – Pretty much really getting into my hardcore Beatle collecting days and fandom. I really was really just starting out. Uh, in fact, I would think that the Bad Boy album that was, you know, really the, the core for the, for the show, mm. I think might have been, I'm trying to remember, the very first solo album I bought with my own money when it was new. Uh, mm. Meaning, like, I, I had, well, I had bought in 75 or, or even 6, I had bought. Blast from Your Past and Shaved Fish, you know, those kind of compilation albums. But as far as, you know, regular new album by one of the four, I think that was the first one I can remember buying as a new album. I had already had a couple of Paul albums and John, but I mean, they were older, you know, Imagine and Ram. Anyway, okay. uh, and I'm going to just spotlight this. I thought it would be a good time to 
to show this. I know how much Tom loves hype stickers. It says <laughs> it promotes the uh, TV special Ringo. Oh, wow. oh very cool. <laughs> you know, That's so, cool. Um, and I watched the Mike Douglas show, which Ken mentioned, and uh, that was a lot of fun in its, in its day. It still is. Ringo was really spot on. He was funny. In fact, you know, I had, I had a grandfather living with me you know, at the time. And he, I remember him watching this with me on Mike Douglas and he was laughing. He thought Ringo was funny. You know, he didn't really, uh, usually watch that kind of stuff. (laughs) He got a kick out of it. And I, and I remember being eager to watch it and I, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, at the time, had a lot of fun with it. When I, when I got the album, which I'm hoping we'll, we'll discuss separately in another show in its entirety, oh, yeah. uh, I, I liked some songs off it, although I, at 16, I didn't think it was so good. Uh, right. Now, I really enjoy the, the album quite a lot, Okay, actually. Okay. I think it's an underrated yeah. album. But uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun with the show, and that's my memory of it. It was like one of those new current you know events just like we would tune into something paul's doing now or if ringo makes an appearance right. somewhere you know it's, it's, it's what's going on now oh, oh and i remember george harrison at the beginning we may now tend i don't know maybe to giggle a little bit he's wearing the curly perm right <laughs> i could i distinctly remember a really nice looking girl in my high school i was a sophomore in high school i think i remember her, her talking to somebody said oh didn't he look good oh he looked great didn't he last night on the show george <laughs> you know, so there you so, are so ringo did promote the show prior to the show airing on the mike Douglas oh show. sure yeah right and okay. he he was also on Donahue. I know yep. that. Um, okay. I saw Donahue. I think after the fact. Uh, I have that. You know, I watched that from time. That's another a really good uh, Ringo interview from the, that period. You know, cool. yeah, really, what, like, was, what was really funny? What was really funny in the Mike Douglas show? Mike had asked Ringo, "What did you do with all the money that you made?" And he just said, <laughs> "You see this suit." <laughs> there you go. And that might have been the first time he did a joke that he that he's done. I've seen him repeat it because it went over so well when he kept looking over and he said, you know, John got, uh, no, uh, George got into a row with Paul. Then he says, you cut me off as soon as I said it because the camera switches. <laughs> He's looking straight ahead. So he said, what is this? Guess the camera after a while, you know, and he got a, a, a huge laugh. And I remember him trying that again on John Davidson, you know, uh, a few years oh later, dear. a couple of years later. And, oh, boy. Uh, yeah, well, enough enough yeah. said about that. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, Kit, how do you remember hearing about this show? You know, I didn't. Um, <laughs> but well, I mean, probably after the fact. <laughs> oh, after the fact. Um, it was. I'm I'm trying to remember. Um, it was probably when I was just first learning about. You know, it probably in the mid '80s when I was uh, learning about the Beatles, and I remember hearing about this this special and it was um you know probably you know may have been through uh one of the sort of generic biographies of of the beatles that i read and it was certainly discussed very um dismissively you know and it was this you know weird special that he had done um you know this of your rats and i special (laughs) and i thought what the hell is that you know and i mean it was just you know 
to basically portrayed as a disaster. Um, and I, you know, and it was just, as I said, just sort of a portrayed as just a blip in his career, um, you know, portrayed as a sort of, you know, representative of a not it uh, as sort of the you know part of the nadir of uh, of Ringo's career and and just sort of not talked about very much. Mm. So um, so I was actually glad that we decided on this topic because I had seen parts of this like I had seen the Your Sixteen segment before. Right. I, I had seen that. I had never seen the entire show. And so, thankfully, somebody uploaded it to YouTube. So, at long last, I could see what, you know, people were talking about. You know, I just thought, you know, how bad was this show? Um, and, uh, I mean, I'll, I'm, I'm going to reserve my, my comments as, you know, we go around and, and talk about it. But, um, you know, it, it just, but, but just generally, um, a, a lot of people... Have, who are watching this now are, are probably already know this, but uh, there are a couple of people I see here who have made comments saying they weren't born yet. So, <laughs> uh, so, so let me just say this. It was wonderful to watch because, you know, it was part of a more innocent time. You know, <laughs> it was back in the days when, you know, there were these wonderful shows uh, from both the 70s into the early 80s. And yes, I do remember some of these where, you know, there were these shows where, you know, big stars of the music stars of the day would do these, these specials where they'd have, you know, random guest stars, right. cheesy musical numbers, corny oh, yeah. jokes. Um, and, you know, it, it was just fun. You know, yeah. it was really fun. You just don't see these anymore. No, um, you don't. And, and yeah, you really don't. And it was just watching this was just such a, no pun intended, a blast from the past. <laughs> um, <laughs> blast from your past. And uh, and really, that's what, boy, this this checks off all the marks of a, of a 70s special. <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say that. I mean, it, you got those, a lot of those variety hours, whether it was uh, the, uh, you know, um, Danny Marie and you had what Captain Centennial. I mean, there's so many artists that had these variety shows that, uh, you know, featured a lot of, you know, comedy bits and yeah, the cheesy music and, mm -hmm. and these TV specials were, were pretty much the same thing. Now, I don't remember uh, this when it came out in 78. However, I do remember another TV special that came out later, later in the year that stars two of these people that were in this special that I'll be uh, asking a trivia question later about which I was really excited uh, about when I was a kid. So I was probably five years old when when that special came out. But yeah, I mean, these are, this is just like another one of those, those cheesy you know TV specials that that feature a lot of the older um, you know TV stars from maybe like from the fifties, sixties, and you know in seventies. I know the you know John Ritter was really coming into his own at mm -hmm. that point in time. I do remember watching Three's Company right around that time, sure. and um, I know Angie Dickinson was still a bit pretty big deal, and then you know Vincent Price. I mean, he's just a legend, um, you know. But um, anyways, um, getting to the actual show now, um, Ken. I mean, what were you expecting? Anything special? I mean, were you just like, trying to expect a you know a good time, or you know, watching this? I mean, what was your reaction while you were watching the show? I was just happy to see anything with Ringo in it. 
I mean, that was the seriously. I mean, no, that's no, the I... main reason why I watched the show in the first place. Right. And I just remember that I enjoyed it at the time. But you know, when it comes to the Beatles' careers, when it comes to their music, that's a constant in my life. It's not mm -hmm. like I'm ever going to say I haven't listened to this solo album in 30 years. Right. I, I listen to all the music on a regular basis. When it comes to something like a TV special, I'm glad that we're doing this because it forced yeah. me to go back. I right. haven't I haven't really watched this for a very long time. I know mm -hmm. I watched it when it first aired and I watched it a little bit later on when it was in collector circles and fans would trade video cassettes of this stuff in lesser quality and I would watch it then. But, um, you know, I enjoyed it at the time without really super analyzing the whole thing. Right. You know, it was just, it was Ringo. I love the fact that he played these two different roles. I liked the concert at the end. I liked the stars. And, you know, like you had just said, this was a combination of iconic stars like Vincent mm -hmm. Price. Um you know, and at the same time, some of the hottest ones. You couldn't right. get any hotter than John Ritter at that time. Right, right. Or Andy Dickinson. But Angie Dickinson, Policewoman, was on the yep. air in right. the 70s, and it was right, right around that time when it was ending. But that mm. was a big show, and Three's Company was like the number one TV show, ratings-wise, for many years. And then you've got Carrie Fisher. Right yep. off of Star Wars. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, the year after Star Wars comes out. So you had all these different names. And, um, you know, those were an added attraction. But the main reason I watched really was for Ringo. And I was very pleased without, like I said, analyzing too much. Right. You know, I cared about hearing the music. I cared about Ringo's acting. And I cared about the performances of the songs. And on that level, I was pleased. Hmm. Gotcha. Joe, what were your thoughts while you were watching the show? I mean, if you if you remember uh, remember way back when. Yeah, uh, well, it's pretty much the same as Ken said. I mean, you know, the idea that Ringo has a, a TV show, right? I mean, this is and, and you also get a chance, not just with the comedy and everything, but to see him perform, you know, mm -hmm. on there and do a couple of songs. I mean, I, I know we did uh, Hard Times. Hard, I, have, I didn't watch it for this. Sleeve. Hard on right. My Sleeve, which are two good yep. songs and A Man Like Me at the end. I know he does that and we we mentioned about the uh, duet with uh, Carrie Fisher, Fisher doing your right, 16, 16, which is a fun little segment um, before. But no, it, it was it was entertaining. Was it going to win any Emmys? No, I I wouldn't no. say that. But uh, I was just really thrilled with it. I mean, uh, the idea. I mean, when when do you see Ringo doing a special TV show or even, right. even Paul? Even aside from when he did the James Paul McCartney TV right. special. I mean, it's a kind of an event kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, I also happen to to really love all the the uh, guest stars in there. I mean, I'm a big Honeymooners fan. Yeah, so man. to see Art Carney playing Agnes <laughs> Ratz's father, yeah. that's pre pretty funny. That's one of my favorite scenes in there uh, with the two of them. And, uh, you know, I think that Angie Dickinson was probably uh, kind of like playing off her popularity as policewoman, yeah. you know, right. uh, playing like that kind of thing. And uh, I'm a horror movie fan. Uh, even though I'm more of a Karloff and Lugosi guy, I do like mm. Vincent Price as well. So it was kind of a treat to see him in there. These were just added bonuses. And John Ritter, oh, well, you know, who didn't love yeah. at the time, Three's mm. Company and all his uh, crazy uh, uh, stylings that he would do, you know, yeah. uh, comedy 
pratfalls and crazy things. You know, he he was he was perfect for that role in, in, in uh, Ringo playing. I believe his yeah. manager, if I remember. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, yeah, so it had it had uh, a lot that I enjoyed uh, about it. Um, yeah, uh, what Kit was saying when she she said she had read a little about it or heard about it that it was kind of. Uh, a blip really yeah i don't think anybody really thinks much about it or even knows it exists unless you're you know a pretty big fan i'd love to see it get some kind of a release one day you Mm -hmm. know official release uh (laughs) uh, one other thing i'll say that i enjoy uh, you know i have the uh a, a copy of it let's put it that way and there were a lot and always have been a lot of outtakes for this particular show and um some people could couldn't care less about outtakes. Me being a movie fan, TV fan, see how it's done to see Ringo go through this. I can't tell you how many times they do the routine where I don't know he's out with a map, maps to the to the stars yeah, home right. sign and a car of nuns pull. I think it's nuns pull up yes, and ask him yeah. a question. They do that like a hundred times, and I'm like, it was good the first time. You don't have to do it, but to see Ringo doing this and you know. It's good. He shows his comedy skills. He's always been a little funny. We knew that ever since he set the camera up on the rock in a hard day's night, right. trying to take a selfie and fell in the water. I mean, he's always been right. a funny guy. Uh-huh. And he plays up on his humor and his charm and that kind of thing. And right. It's a Ringo show. Yeah, Exactly. Speaking of the nuns, one of my favorite parts was when they're pulling up to while Ogner is sell, you know, trying to sell the, uh, the map. Home, you know, maps to the home of the stars, uh, you know, and star again comes into play. <laughs> um, but the, the the names that they were asking for, you know, Jill St. John, uh, Peter Paul Mary, Susan St. James, <laughs> you know, Joey Bishop, religious type names. But, uh, but you know, if you have the book here, uh, Ringo, with a little help, uh, there is a little bit of, uh, you know, information in there about the, about the show where he talks about where Ringo really, you know, was on his best behavior. He really wanted to make this show work, and and it, and it kind of shows a little bit. I mean, he looks like he's you know he's he's well. I mean, I know those were some you know dark days for him right around that period, but he you know he looks good. And uh, but Kit, what um, finally seeing it after you know only seeing bits and pieces, what were your uh, your initial thoughts? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> where to begin? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, as I said, it's. You know, it it was uh, cheesy fun. There was uh, there was some uh, there were some interesting parts. That uh, yellow submarine dancing sequence oh, was yeah. um, wow, not the best part. Wow, that was the, that was the uh, sing and dance part of the James Paul McCartney. Uh, I mean, but again, yeah. that was pure seventies cheesy TV special stuff. I mean, it it was incredible. Like the solid gold dancers coming out right. and doing it, and then when they all tur- sort of turn into Ringo at the end, that was kind of disturbing. That was a disturbing <laughs> twist uh, <laughs> at the end. So, I mean, you, I knew there was a song and dance number coming. I mean, I you know you know it. It's a '70s special. Right. Um, so, um, you know. John Ritter was a big highlight for me. I mean, he's, and a number of commenters have been, have been saying that. And I completely agree. Um, You know, I've I've always loved him anyway, and he didn't disappoint. Uh, And you could just tell he was having a blast. I mean, you know, as I think a number of people said it, and I've heard it too, that he was a big Beatles fan. So you could just tell 
well. I mean, he's getting to work with Ringo. I mean, you know, how, mm. how much better. And I love yeah. that his, you know, playing the sleazy agent, uh, mm. Marty Flesh. I mean, come <laughs> on. You know, subtlety was not the the uh, word in this special. Let's put it that way. Um, so, uh, you know, so that was fun. Um, the, the concert sequence at the end was probably you know, the best part, um, the, uh, I really, uh, liked the performance of, um, uh, hard times. I mm -hmm. thought that was mm -hmm. that yep. I, I wish Ringo would play that in concert now, by the way, yeah. I Tell mean, me that, that would go over, I mean, Tell us about I mean like, that would go over now. I, I, you know, I could totally see the audience getting into it, seeing a, you know, young Dr. John, that was, uh, that was a lot of fun to see. And, you know, Ringo, as we've been saying, this was not the greatest point in his life, but, you know, he seemed to be in good spirits during those mm -hmm. those uh, sessions and, and uh, sounded great and, and, you know, drumming was terrific. Um, Art Carney was really disturbing in some of these scenes. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I mean, boy, was he was the father in this. I mean, I've never, yeah. never seen Art Carney quite like that before, right. you know. Although Art, Art if Carney... You're used to Ed Norton, if you're used to that character, there's nothing right. like him. So. I mean, <laughs> holy cow. And Although it's interesting because Art Carney came up a bit, believe it or not, in my Michael Jackson book because he did a lot of rounds of those 70s specials. He sure did. Day. He, he sure really did. did. And uh, and yes, I mean, he and Jackson 5 crossed paths at times on those shows. So, uh -huh. you know, so in a way it wasn't shocking you know, to see him um, in that. Um, I thought the, with a little help from my friends segment was odd. Um, mm. <laughs> I thought that was, it was a bit odd. I mean, you know, kind of going into this, uh, you know, hypnotic trance and he's walking right. into this area where he's paying tribute to all of his, um, uh, you know, his rock and roll idols. And I just thought it was kind of, I mean, the, the intention behind it was fine, but mm. it just was a little odd because a lot of those people that, I mean, it was almost like he was paying tribute to these long lost idols. And, you know, this was 1978 and a number of them weren't gone yet. Right. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. that's what kind yeah. of struck me. I mean, you know, some of them were, but like Roy Orbison, I mean, like they, they were very much alive. And, uh, and I was a little, I thought that was a little, you know, kind of a strange, uh, strange segment. I, I mean, you had to just watch it with, you know, that this is just goofy, goofy fun. I mean, you can't overanalyze it and probably, yeah. I was guilty, and yeah. I was probably guilty of doing some of that. And I had to just keep telling myself, <laughs> it's just a goofy seventies special and you have to take it in that spirit. Ringo right. did have some comedic moments in it, as you talked mm -hmm. about. I mean, he, he does, you know, I don't know if anybody else could have gotten away with, you know, some of what, I mean, if I think if somebody else had tried to do some, some of that, the, the playing the double part and everything, if it, and with some of that writing, I don't know if anyone else could have pulled it off with the charm <laughs> that, that he right. did. You know what right. I'm saying? I mean, I, I just think it's because it's Ringo and because he has that natural charm and humor, um, he, he could get away with it. 
Right. <laughs> Let's run it yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, getting back to if we had ever gotten an official release, I mean, kid, as you were talking about, you know, as he was, you know, in that trance and going down memory lane through all those great, you know, artists that he was influenced by, I think that would be the hard part about getting that out today was getting all the licensing for for all that music to be, uh, you know, to be awesome. on, the, you know, to be, you know, released as a special. Then plus you'd have to get, you know, permission from all from all the parties. Uh, I, I believe to uh, that we're in the show to uh, be able to release it as well. But um, yeah, um, standouts. Uh, so standouts. Uh, what were some? You know, besides you know George Harrison starting off with I think it was the trousers. You know, <laughs> uh, just just seeing him at the beginning of the show and then and uh, you know towards the end and then him narrating the uh, the show. Uh, you know, throughout the show, uh, Ken. What were some of the highlights of, of the show uh, for you? Well, actually, there's quite a number of them. Um, right. First of all. Ringo looked great yes. at that time. Yeah. Um, and he sang phenomenally well. You know, when you're used to the last 30 years of all-star mentors in which Ringo sings his songs in lower keys, and I'm not mm. faulting him for that. No. You know, Act Naturally, It Don't Come Easy, many of those songs he sings in a lower key. In this special, I'm pretty sure every song was in the original key that it was in, and he sounded just like he did on the original records. Right. If you listen to what Ringo did with Carrie Fisher on Year 16, it, it almost sounds like the record, but it's it a different take. Yeah, right. And uh, he sang right. Act Naturally so well. Mm -hmm. So his voice was really good in his singing mm -hmm. on, on this special. And, of course, the, the performance at the end. Heart on My Sleeve is one of my top five Ringo solo songs. I've good always song. loved that song. It's a simple song. It tells a lot about a person's character. I think it fit Ringo really well. And between that and Hard Times, which is a simple but excellent rocker, those mm -hmm. two songs are not just good songs. They're good songs for Ringo, and they work well live. They really do. And like you said, I would kill to hear Hard Times or Hard on My Sleeve by Ringo now. Also to see him drum and sing at the same time, which right. he sometimes yeah. does with the All-Stars. But, you know, right. plenty of times he goes up front on some of his songs. Um, and that's a highlight. I'm very happy that John Ritter was in this special because it's kind of like what I've said many times about people like Jeff Lynne or Mark Hudson. When these people love the Beatles and they get to work with them, I'm so happy for them. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if you remember, but on Three's Company, on yeah. in, uh, in uh, Jack's I bedroom. I was going to ask you that question if he had yeah. a poster in his bedroom. Yes, he did. I didn't remember. I didn't the remember. Beatles poster. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Just, just like Laverne and Shirley. Those right. two right. had Beatles posters. Now, is it true? There. I had heard, I think I'd heard somewhere, I don't know if this is one of those old um, urban legends or something, that the idea that the character of uh, Jack Tripper was because of the fondness for Day Tripper. Day Tripper. That's, that's what I had read. That's what I read. He had changed his last name. Because he's such a Beatles, big Beatles fan, that oh. he changed his name to Tripper in tribute for the song Day Tripper. That's what I heard. I, I don't know how true that is. That's the first yeah. time I've heard that. But yeah. I will say, and this is just me, this is my own observances. The way that John Ritter looked at that mm -hmm. time, he had like a mid-60s Beatles look. And <laughs> a little he bit, was, yeah. I think so. And the way that his mannerisms and the way he moved his eyes and the, 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 um, the physical... Uh, comedy that he, he was one of the last of a dying breed to do physical comedy, right? Along, along with Laverne and Shirley, too. Yeah, but a lot of that Chevy stuff Chase. reminds me, yeah. yeah, that reminds me a lot of the Beatles and help, you know, the way that he just his character in that show and how he moved around and 
you know, he kind of looked like a 1965 Beatle to some to some degree. I uh, right. think I'm crazy, huh? But <laughs> and the, a big influence on him, I think he always had said, was Lucille Ball, of all people. Okay. Uh, yeah, that to the sense. point where uh, he get guest star, not to take this too far in another direction, but Lucy had done so many shows, and I forget what the very last one was. Uh, in the when she was like eighty or something, they had one that lasted an episode or two. Here's Lucy. Uh, yeah, it was, it was way in, in. I don't know if it was into the eighties and nineteen eighties or nineties or something. And uh, the first episode, uh, John Ritter was the guest. He comes to, okay. to a store. She's working in a store, and Gail Gordon, if anybody remembers him, Mr. Yeah, Mooney, sure. and all that kind of stuff. He he was there, but it was a short-lived show. It didn't take off. But I, it might have been called Life with Lucy. Somebody can tell us out yeah. there. No yeah. remembers it. It was a very. It was. It didn't last. It was a very late show. She was really old, but I mean, but he was delighted to be on there. He, I remember him talking about it too. Yeah. Yeah. Fred. Yep, Fred. Life cool. with that Lucy. There's Fred. Fred. Hey, Fred. Yeah. Right. Joe, so what were some of the standout uh, um, parts of the show for you, Joe? Uh, well, yeah, obviously the performance part, yeah, uh, getting to see Ringo do songs like that. Um, well, they were new new songs then, right? But right. Um, on the drums and singing, you know, now we get them doing maybe uh, Boys or I Want to Be Your Man, which is, a, which is always a treat to see him do it, but uh, I like to see him do some solo stuff on the drums. And um, there's a scene in there that I really like where um, they switched roles and uh, Art Carney thinks that right. uh, the real Ringo is his son and he's trying to keep him grounded in the right. house. He's trying right. to get out of the house. And he's trying to prove he's, I'm Ringo. He's, he's right. saying, look at the look at the tousled hair. Yes, the hair. He says, right. look at, yeah. and but he grabs Paris sticks us up and goes in an octopus's garden, garden by the yeah. sea, the shade or something. And he goes, "Okay." Right. <laughs> and, he's, and he always says, "Stop." Uh, what does Art Carney say? Stop talking like Julie Andrews. I think he says. Right. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I like that. I like the Carrie Fisher moment. Uh, yep. A little corny mm -hmm. by today's standards, but you know it's harmless. Right. I didn't look at it, look at it, and think, "Oh, you know, this man is too old to sing that." <laughs> at the right. Time. Didn't, didn't, didn't ever think about it. Right. Cool. And, it's funny to see Ringo dance. Right. And you see him. You see him in that uh, the Yellow Submarine, uh, the choreography in that, mm -hmm. and also in Your Sixteen with Carrie Fisher. Right. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, you don't normally see Ringo dance at all. So right. <laughs> to put him in that context, it's kind of funny. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I, one thing I will throw in there, I remember at the end, he closes with that slow ballad song, A Man Like Me. Right. Which I liked. I liked that song. And it's funny, back in the day when the album came out, that was one of my favorite songs, maybe the favorite song on the album. Maybe I remembered it because I just saw it on the show at the time. Right. I don't know. But I remember, again, my grandfather, who, who had a whole house full of people, he was watching it. And I remember at the end when Ringo just keeps singing at the end as the show's about to end, a man like me belongs to the world and keeps saying that. My grandfather's like, okay, okay, how many times is he going to say that? You know? <laughs> right. All right. You know, so. <laughs> This yeah, is a man who heard All You Need Is Love when I was very small, maybe five or six years old, and I played it on 45. And at the end, they're saying, love is all you need, love is all you need. He says, is that record stuck? <laughs> 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 mm. uh, you know? 
Yeah, but there's yeah, I, there's a lot of uh, interesting little bits that if you don't, if you blink, you'll you'll miss it. Um, well, yeah. a, a couple little things like during the Act Naturally uh, segment, uh, he's in a record store and he's holding up the copy of Ringo the Fourth. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's funny. And then uh, when he when he goes outside of the recording studio after his little uh, you know argument with John Ritter's character, uh, one the first thing he says is, "Look at all those lonely people. Where do they all come?" from <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. it's funny how with, you said ringo the fourth i think if I, cause I've, i haven't seen it in a while but i think yeah. they, they're trying to show at the beginning that ringo is the big star and he's used to all the glamour and all the mm -hmm. awards and he takes another album another he another big album. A, it's a gold album he, he throws in the pile <laughs> but you notice he didn't put it in the bargain bin <laughs> I, mean, I, I thought that was kind of a, right. like, yeah that yeah. is one thing i i will say yeah there were some nice little lines and there are some little yeah little right. uh, and, some puns some some jokes right. and yeah george yeah when he mentioned trousers i'm like is that right. a ruddle right. shout out right. there is that you know oh, yeah, he yeah. Loved it. george loves the ruddles yeah, loved the yeah i mean that that was nice yeah. and because uh, that that came out i think um, a month prior yeah uh, to to this special i think that came out in march of 78 uh the ruddles so yeah um, you know so but, yeah uh, so i mean there were some yeah as you said blink and you'll miss them kind right, of uh, right. kind of jokes and references yeah. in there so yeah, yeah that was fun that i will a couple, say yeah a couple times he says yesterday and then someone says no that's not your song right <laughs> yeah and i yeah. think he said yesterday and today and i want right well the bit yeah the yeah, yeah. john ritter's talking about he's got to do some tv shows and then you know he, he leaves all these he goes you got to do uh tonight tomorrow tomorrow tonight and today today and tomorrow <laughs> He goes, well, no, it's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, Mark P. mentions another one. Yeah, yeah that's not my not song my either. Song either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, that, that's some good stuff, some good stuff. But yeah, but like you said, the, the, the whole dance number, um, you know, there's a little bit of a turnoff uh, for me, didn't really do much. Um, the Mike Douglas appearance, uh, that was oh. fun, where he just, you know, is clumsy. Yeah, you know, I forgot about crazy. that. That's, that's oh, a yeah, funny scene. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that's some good uh, comedic uh, bit right there and um you know Carrie Fisher was such a beautiful woman um you know and and so like you said Joe earlier I mean it's such a different time you know more of an innocent time maybe um and she plays that well uh in this uh, special and um you know she's sadly missed but um uh, last thing, uh, you know, that I thought was, was hilarious was, okay, so when at the end of the show where George is finishing up his questions, um, uh, let's see here, um, the question was, uh, do you expect us to believe a story like that? And then George's answer was, well, what do you want from me? I'm not, I'm a musician. I'm not Mark Twain, which is who wrote The Prince and the Pauper. Which is the story was based off of. You know, so I thought that was pretty clever. But, uh, yeah, so there, there's some really good stuff in here. I mean, is it uh, a top-notch uh, special? Uh, no. Um, unfortunately, it didn't do well. I mean, it, it finished 53rd out of 65 programs for that week. Um, I don't know if it helped, you know, sales uh, for, for his record. But uh, because, it, what, remember when well, I bought uh, it at the yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember off the top of your head, uh, Ken, where Bad Boy finished in the charts or topped off in the charts? Oh, it didn't chart very high. I no. don't remember off the top of my head. But um, I'd have to look that up. I can yeah. Google it. But, you know, uh, yeah. you know that um, one of the things I wanted to say about the special was how good Ringo was playing Ogner and being a nerdy guy. Yeah, I absolutely. think he really yeah. fit that character with the glasses. Oh, on. yeah. 
Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was he, he was good in that. Yeah. So, I, I will say, I, I just wanted to read, I found a New York Times review of the show um, oh. from uh, April 26, 1978. And I'll, I'll just read it because it was really kind of a preview of the show. So part of it was just sort of summarizing the plot. But at the end, it says, with a bow to Mark Twain's The Prince and the Pauper, they meet and at Ringo's request change places. The misadventures that follow are mildly amusing in a rather self-consciously juvenile way that anyone over the age of 10 or so may find a bit patronizing, while at the same time lacking the manic energy of a schoolyard at recess. <laughs> Ouch. Just enjoy yourself. Right, exactly. Thank you. So, Thank you. Uh, Tom, the album Bad yeah. Boy peaked at 129. Yeah, I was just looking. Yes, 129. Yeah. So, but, um, but anyways, but the, one of the other things that I found fascinating too was while listening to the whole John Ritter Ringo Starr bit was is you know he, he was talking about he had to get ready for a uh, a forty date tour which mm -hmm. you know would have been really cool right around that time and especially with that band that he plays with at the end of the show and that was with you know Dr John D Murray who was I think Elton John's longtime bass player right um, Keith Allison uh, Lon Van uh, Lon Van uh, Eaton on both on guitars. You know, they sounded great during those live performances. And man, what a, what a, I think that would have been a kick ass tour. Well, it's fun. A lot of times uh, in some of the, the interviews of the day, and I, I really highly recommend both the Mike Douglas, if you can see it, interview, but also the Phil Donahue from 78. There's a good one, other good ones with Donahue too. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm talking about 78 when Ringo is really, you talk about being like in good form and on the wagon, so to speak. Mm. He's in great shape and he's having a good time. Uh, and uh, he does talk a lot about that, about, you know, you know, will he go out and ever and tour or anything? And he, it seems to be he used to think, well, how do I go about it? Like he'd like to do it, but how? Then how do you do it? I don't want to be, all, you know, the one all the time in the spotlight. Hmm. And he wound up having a, a great uh, formula there with the All Star Band when he finally got around to touring. That was mm -hmm. a good idea, a good way for him to to play, enjoy playing with other people, but also once in a while to step out front. Right. Well, yeah. still to this day, you've got fans that wish that he would have his own band. Oh, yeah, like the yeah. Roundheads, like the Roundheads, and, right. yeah. and just have it be all Ringo songs and have Ringo right. carry the oh, show. So really, you've got fans that are divided like that, and then you see something like this, which was the seeds to me. We actually see Ringo with a band, and they sound great, and there's a great yeah. musicians. Doctor John was in the All Stars right. in the very yeah, beginning, so mm -hmm. um, really good musicians in this band. And I would have loved to have seen just a stripped down four or five piece band with Ringo, just like right. this. And um, like I said, he sounded great. Yeah. You know, the, the thing about George Harrison, yes, it's great to have him in the show, but it really sounded like he was just reading lines. He didn't yeah. sound. It wasn't the best performance. No. You know, but, uh, he didn't you sound know. that natural, okay. you know. Right. It, just, it wasn't very natural, right. Uh, and and uh, I just want to add that uh, the writers uh, of the special were uh, yeah. Neil Israel and Pat Proft, yes. and they yep. went on uh, yes. to write some uh very famous 80s films, Real Genius, Bachelor Party, and Police Party? Academy. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interestingly enough. Yeah. Yeah. So they warmed up with Ringo. They Ringo, yes. They warmed up with Ringo. <laughs> that was a springboard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. there, was one, there was one very risque line 
mm -hmm. in this show. I don't know if you want me to bring this up, but uh, I can't believe it was said and that Ringo said it. But when mm -hmm. Angie Dickinson put <laughs> the handcuffs around him, mm -hmm. uh, Ringo said, I'm not into this sort of thing as a rule, but I suppose I could be. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of outtakes of that, too. <laughs> yeah. Really, Ringo? Right. Okay. And it was yeah, the <laughs> fact that it was his dad or our Carney's character that set him up, too, to get the rewards. I think that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Comment here that's uh, that's interesting and and uh, by a loyal viewer of ours, uh, Richard uh, Kotwicka, and he actually um, posted this comment on uh, my my page earlier today, and I thought it was an, an interesting thought. He said, uh, "says I seemed uh, to always be waiting for something exciting or very funny to happen during the special after George started it off. I think Ringo as the host of a variety special might have been the better way to go. Something like Laugh In or Donnie and Marie." Um, hmm. you know, doing, yeah. And I mean, and I thought that would have been kind of an interesting, you know, way to go for him to have hosted like more of a traditional variety show, you know, cause mm -hmm. these one-off specials were a little different than like, you know, like Donnie and Marie's, um, kind, you know, a Donnie Marie kind of thing. I mean, where they All were right. doing, you know, there wasn't a plot, um, you know, it was just a series of, of skits and, and that kind right. of thing. And uh, that would have been interesting, too. I think he could have actually pulled that yeah. off. Oh, yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. As, but as, for me, as a fan, I mean, as a fan of Ringo and him, all, you know, being in movies at, you know, uh, at mm -hmm. the time, more or less, doing movies and things, I thought it was a, kind of a natural thing for him to want to be in the movie, like a movie or a oh, sure. show or story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, sure. Sure, I, li I like to watch any time he's on laughing. There's that great uh, no-no song laughing bit that you might have seen. I don't know. Uh, I won't Friday. ruin it for anybody who doesn't know it. Yeah, because we did laughing and the Smothers Brothers. Yeah, you mean you oh, meant right. the Smothers Brothers? Oh, the Smothers Brothers. Yeah, is that that's the Smothers Brothers with him what singing no-no song? Yeah. Oh yes, they come in at the yeah. end, right? They come in at yeah. the end. You're right. Uh, but what is it he does on laughing? I don't. Uh, he was on laughing a couple of times, maybe with Ruth it Buzzy. Was, at the time of Magic Christian, he was. Mm. Oh, and was I, I'm I'm pretty sure he probably said "Saka to me." Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't remember all the lines. Of right. Yep. Yeah. So yes, another viewer, Laura Frost, uh, said she wasn't uh, born when uh, when Ringo aired and had never heard of it. You've got to see it, Laura. You've right. got to see it. It's on YouTube. The whole thing's on YouTube. And right. there's also, there's some bloopers. Uh, well, uh, well yep. outtakes that are on there. You've got to see those, too. Oh, we have the bloopers are available? Oh, they're on there, too? Yeah, yes, yeah there's there about, what, 11, 11 minutes worth of bloopers or something like that? Oh, yep. there's a couple of hours worth, though, if you really want it. You have <laughs> oh, nothing I'm to sure. do one night. But the, the best, my favorite was uh, an outtake of, you know, they were obviously in between scenes and Carrie Fisher's talking to Ringo and right. asked Ringo if he wrote your 16. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't it was really bad. I mean, you know, and he, and he was really nice about it. You know, I mean, it was like, oh, I wish I'd written that. And then she tries to like, oh, I, I'm just kidding. I didn't think you really, you know, I thought, right, right. I do think, not just because I'm, I'm biased, but I do think that's one of the, uh, of, cover version that improves upon the original in my mm -hmm. opinion oh really i, I wouldn't I say that about, that about all all you know <laughs> beatles or solo beatles uh mm -hmm. versions but uh that one i think ringo's version i like it a lot better gotcha they do sound gotcha. good together and carrie yeah. fisher does sing lead a bit mm -hmm. you know that's well i mean ringo's 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 uh Record of your 16 sounds better than the original record as uh, original artist is what I meant. Oh, you mean Johnny Burnett? That's mm -hmm. what I meant. Yeah. yeah okay. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. 
Cool. Uh, awesome. Interesting old piece of trivia. Our viewer uh, Jeremy said it is Super Dave Osborne who is the cop on the Smothers Brothers who arrests Ringo for singing the No-No song. Ah, right. very cool. Very <laughs> cool. Our, our astute so viewers, that, they know that what's where the up. Character, that, that, that's where the Super Dave character was uh, originated? Was on the Smothers Brothers show? I don't think so. No, I okay. think that came later. But he okay. would. I think it was just the actor who. Uh, uh, yeah, I think Super gotcha. Dave came later. Gotcha. But, but okay. yeah, yep, gotcha. the same guy who played Super Dave. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I have a little bit of trivia for for you and all of our listeners. Um, now, this 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 special came out in April of '78. However, it was a special that came in November of '78 that I was really looking forward to because I was a really big fan. Um, plus. Today being uh, May the 4th, I thought this would be a, a fun little bit of trivia. But um, two stars for the Ringo um, uh, special here, Carrie Fisher and Art Carney, also appeared in another TV special that uh, aired in November of 78. So uh, anybody <laughs> out there? Uh, the to, Star uh, Wars special. The Star Wars Hollywood or holiday special. That is correct. That was a guess. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know they had I know they had Star Wars special, yeah. so I guess. <laughs> what did Art Carney play? He played uh, uh, just a, another, you know, grouchy old man type uh, in, in the in the in the in the show. You know, it's it's you know, again, it's been a long time since I've seen that show. I mean, it that's on YouTube as well, so anybody that's interested can see it there. But yeah, he's on there. B. Arthur's on there. Uh, there's a there's a performance by Jefferson Airplane, which I think they were uh, Starship or Airplane still. I think maybe they were still Airplane then. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just got you know, just as cheesy as the rest of the seventies. You know, a lot of the rest of the 70s uh, TV shows were were back then. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys remember a show called Legends of the Superheroes, which was also a very cheesy uh, uh, 70s uh, television special. But, uh, that one I don't remember. Uh, Mm. But, uh, you know, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, another cheese. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, sure. oh, yeah. I remember that. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I think so, uh, Fred Fulez said uh, Art Carney played a friend of Chewbacca's family. Thank you, family, yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. Yep. They, well went to, uh, they went to uh, Chewbacca's uh, home planet to celebrate Earth Day or, or, or something like that, mm. um, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, it's bad. It's uh, it's terrible. But uh, you oh, got to be a real uh, diehard Star Wars fan to, uh, to well, get a kick. Yep, out of and it. we have more. They said uh, Jefferson Starship was Starship at the time. Yeah, at the time, okay. Yep. Perfect. So Thank and that you. would okay. So that makes sense that they would be on that special then. Yes, with Jefferson mm -hmm. Starship. I mean, oh, wow. yeah. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> they All thought right. of everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, you, know, right, you well, mentioned you mentioned a man like me before. To me, that sounds exactly like the record at the very okay. end. I, th I think Ringo was just lip syncing to that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I, it's been and, a while since I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. And, um, it goes on a little bit longer than the album. <laughs> yeah, maybe so, that's... Yeah. My grandfather but, might have had a point there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good, very good. Well, but anybody you want... Go ahead. Go ahead. This, this special is certainly worth your time. I mean, yeah, I, I really so. look at, at everything that any of the Beatles have done as being part of history. Right. And this is light entertainment. You know, yeah. it's it's fluff, but it's good fluff. Right. You know, and there's a lot of good things you could say about this special. Like I said, Ringo's performances, his singing in it. Uh, some of your favorite actors are in it. I, I wish they had used Angie Dickinson a little bit more. Right. She was only yeah. in there for like 20 seconds. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know. Just to put those handcuffs on. 
<laughs> oh, Joe. No, I'm, sorry, I'm, doing very, it, um, I'm doing it very innocently. I know that. I know that. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> no, I don't want to run into the, the danger of overanalyzing a special like this. Right, right. I, I kind of wish that the characters spent there was more dialogue from the characters. It seems right. like you you tried to cram pack five stars right. Ringo, mix right. that with Ringo's soundtrack, and everybody didn't get that much time in. Mm-hmm. You know, but still they're memorable performances. I love our Carney's role and Carrie Fisher and Vincent Price was good for his few minutes there, hypnotizing Ringo. And, right. You know, Snapping his Nancy. fingers and, you know, <laughs> yeah. going in and out, going in, yeah. Yep. And, yeah. Uh, cool. I mean, so, that, uh, that Yellow Submarine number is burned in my brain, unfortunately. <laughs> that's, a, that's an experience. On, uh, that's, that's whatever, how many minutes I'll never get back. But other than that, it was a fun... <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun it's it's very much of its time it's a it's yes. a it's a fun time capsule kind of moment yes, and, yes. and yeah it's it's light as you said you can't overanalyze it it's just you know it's, it's if, if you're a, a ringo fan or beatles fan you, you have to see it yeah exactly you have yeah, to see it true. yes yeah. absolutely agreed 100 percent. okay great so this was um uh part one of a new series uh we'll, we're going to uh uh, look into some other TV specials, um, you know, episodes down the line. You know, maybe one day we'll we'll get into the Back of the Egg TV special and uh, and the James Paul McCartney special as well and whatever else is out there. So this was uh, a lot of fun. Um, let's uh, start doing some plugging if you want. And, uh, Kit, why don't we start with you? Okay. Well, as always, you can uh, find me uh, through my website, uh, kiddotool.com. And uh, I have just a couple of um, appearances to uh, plug a podcast. Say it right. Pronounce it right. Pronounce it right. (laughs) (laughs) You know where I'm going with this. I I think. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I hope so. Um, okay. Well, it's <laughs> uh, well. First of all, it's uh, fans. Uh, fans on the run um, right. is a podcast uh, with uh, with Ethan Alexi. Uh, <laughs> see now you've made it <laughs> little psychological pressure. <laughs> Thanks, Mott. Oscar Oscar anybody ever watch that in a couple episodes? <laughs> you type it, I, bet you, I bet you you can't type your name right in three seconds. What are you talking about? Five seconds. Okay, Oscar Matasox. I'm sorry. We had a fun conversation um, right. about fandom and we had a just a just an awesome time and uh you know just talking about fandom he's a high school i think a high school senior uh he's a young fan what a fun uh he has mm-hmm. this brand new podcast where he talks about just being a beatles fan and he has just a fresh perspective um and uh, mm-hmm. joe i know he wants to get you on yeah, I was going to save that as a possible plug because I never have any. I was going to say maybe one one day I may I may be on that. I'm asked I'm asked to be on that. Fans Good, on the yes, run, so we're going to work yep. something out. In a few. He's he's really he is a smart smart kid. So yes. go over to the fans on the run um, Facebook page and uh, and Tom actually posted our episode. Yep. on the uh on uh our own uh talk more talk page so do check that out 
And then uh, coming this weekend, I am going to be on the Beatles Weekly uh, radio show with uh, J.C. Uh, Hayes. And uh, we are going to be talking about the 50th anniversary of the Let It Be album. We had a great time talking uh, about mainly about the album. We get into the film a little bit, but it's it's mainly about the album. So that'll be going up this weekend. Um, and there are too many places where you can listen to it to, I, you know, this show would go on another hour if I listen everywhere. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I will post all the information both on Talk More Talk and also on my own Facebook page. So look oh, out gotcha. for that information. So cool. those are my Very blogs. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, Joe, what about you, my friend? Oh, you know the deal already. I just have a, a YouTube <laughs> channel called Mean Mr. Mayo, where I make videos about different subjects uh, pertaining to the Beatles, showing some collectibles. Uh, I used to go to a lot of record stores, but uh, these days with the pandemic, there's not a lot of that going around. Uh, but, uh, you know, so I don't do that so much. But I also, uh, as Tom was saying earlier, I, I started another channel called Mayo's Movies, where I'm trying to talk about uh, movies and TV programs and things like that. So you could check that out. That's all one word, Mayo's Movies, no space. Mm. And uh, maybe I'll be on this Fans on the Run in the not-too-distant future. I'll oh, I think you Beatles will related be. to yeah. talk about. Mm -hmm. You will nice. be. I'll be. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I think I think mm. you're all going to be on there at one point right. or another. I think that's a very safe bet. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, speaking of fans on the run, earlier today, I did appear on Fans on the Run with Ethan Alexanian, mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> and we had a great time uh, on the show, and uh, that should be out uh, in a couple weeks. So, so um, when that's uh, when that's out, I will uh, plug that a little bit more. However, with two legs. Uh, we've got a lot going on. We just um, uh, posted our episode with uh, Chip Mettinger and Mark Easter. We talked about the, the history of the Eight Arms to Hold You book, this wonderful yep. solo, uh, you know, solo career. I mean, from the first, uh, what, from 1970, well, pretty much 66. They start with Family Way and it goes right. all the way up to 2000. Very wonderful. good, by the way. I watched it. I watched that Thank episode. Very, 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 very interesting. Very yeah, much. I mean, yeah. these guys are you know great. They're thorough. The research they 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 did for this was was stuff of legend, and it's just a wonderful read. Um, I got the PDF file, and I'm just learning uh, stuff left and right with with mm. what they did. So that was that was great. Uh, we also had uh, um, uh, Ken's co-host Darren DeVivo on a couple weeks ago as well. We talked about the uh, the first three wings solo, and we also those. Uh, solo singles, and we also uh, had Ken Womack on where he talked about the George Martin, uh, Paul McCartney uh, collaboration from the 80s. So yeah, a lot going on, and um, you can reach us at twolegspodcast at gmail.com. Please check us out on our YouTube uh, page at uh, Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast, and subscribe to that if you like what you see. Um, future shows, we're going to have our one and only Ken Michaels on the show uh, later this month, and uh, once again the uh, author of this uh, book, Paul McCartney, After the Beatles, Adrian now and we'll be uh, uh, returning and uh, we're going to be talking about the uh, McCartney album celebrating its 50th anniversary. Um, so yeah, look wow. forward to that. So uh, yeah, a lot going on. Uh, really busy. Happy with how, yeah, we're really happy with how the show is turning out lately and um, having a lot of fun. Uh, so Ken, how about you? Okay, I've got a whole bunch of new interviews that I've done or I'm about to do. But uh, <laughs> recently I did an interview with Jerry Hammock who wrote the Beatles recording uh, manual series. Yep. And that's on my website, 
all these uh, interviews are on interviews page four. I did a, another interview with Ken Mansfield, who is the former U.S. manager for Apple Records, did a lot of promoting of Beatles records and Apple Records, and he was on the rooftop during the concert. And um, this is a, I've done several interviews with Ken, and the last two are on the same page, interviews page four. Um, also, a brand new interview with Steve Matteo, Back in 2004, he wrote a book on Let It Be. Mm. And that interview is about to go on my website. And on the Things We Said Today podcast, we're about to interview Steve for that next week. So um, on my website, KenMichaelsRadio.com, you can win Jerry's book, Jerry Hammock's book. And um, we got Things We Said Today. I said next week is Mm. Steve Matteo on there. A new episode of Every Little Thing, the syndicated show. Uh, airs this week. If you want to know where to hear it, you can go to my website to the Every Little Thing page with all the radio stations that run it and when they run it. And mm. by the way, J.C. Hayes, Kit, I yeah. used to work for. No <laughs> way! Yeah. When I worked in Westchester at WZFM doing overnights, oh, he was the program fun. director. Oh so my gosh, how so funny! Yeah. So, yeah. So, he's Small doing Beatles shows too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I believe wow. that's that's it. Yeah. Is that uh, is that Let It Be still book still in print? I believe just as a PDF. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So the interviews on my website or will be soon with Steve Matteo, and there'll be a new one on things we said today, which will air next week. Cool. Okay. Great. Yeah. Uh, Kit, do you want to give talk more talk information, please? Yes, indeed. Uh, as always, you can uh, reach us uh, through uh, email at talk more soul. Uh, yeah, talk more solo talk at uh, gmail.com. Uh, we're known by many names. That's why I always have to stop myself. Um, and uh, we love hearing feedback and we love hearing your ideas. We've gotten many ideas from you guys um, for future topics. And uh, so please keep them coming. And we may mm-hmm. just pick a topic uh, that you suggest. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at TalkMoreTalk1, the number one. Uh, of course, you can find us on our Facebook page, uh, and uh, we have a YouTube channel, um, and we can go, uh, you can also find us on virtually any podcasting platform you can possibly think of. Please mm. tell your friends, um, spread the word about us. Uh, we love having many, many listeners, and uh, and we really appreciate all of your support and uh, and your your comments and uh, you know thank you for continuing to listen and uh, and watch our show. Great, excellent, yeah. yes, Here really appreciate it. Yeah, really appreciate yeah. it. Thank yeah. you. Yes. So uh, once again, this was uh, another uh, wonderful chat. Uh, this will probably be up uh, on YouTube and all of our uh, podcasting outlets uh, in, in, a, in a few days. So look, uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, as always, like Kit said, thank you so much. It's been a real joy doing the show with uh, with my three co-hosts and uh, the one, every once in a while, Ken Womack. You know, mm-hmm. we all know he's uh, busy, uh, busy, busy writing all these wonderful books uh, that keep on coming up somehow. I don't know, uh, you know, again, he's cloning or something like that. But, uh, <laughs> but anyways, so for Dr. Kittle Tool, 
uh, Ken Michaels, me, Mr. Mayo, I'm Tom Hunyadi saying you're 16, you're beautiful, and you're mine. So long, everybody. May the fourth <laughs> be with you. There you go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Mo Howard passed, passed on this day in history. Take care, everyone. Miss your Mo. Stay safe, stay healthy. <laughs> <laughs> What?